Great guests, great stories, great listening. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. Welcome to the Catherine Zox Show. This informative and entertaining show will start your mornings off on the right foot. Here's your host, Catherine Zox, your social worker with the microphone. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Catherine Zoxer, social worker with the Microphone Voice America Women's Network with Lauren Beller and Catherine Zox. How are you this morning, Lauren? Good morning, Catherine. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, so am I. We get to guess. We all fired up good. Okay, you and I have lots to talk about. Uh, but the guests, the two guests we have on the show today, and they're not going to be on right away, The Secret Lives of Men, What Men Want to Know About Love, Sex, and Relationships. No, right? We got a psychologist to talk to us about that. That's his new book, Christopher Blazina. And then there's a new website for women by women. It's called Lemon Drop. Lemon Drop is AOL's new lifestyle site, which was, as I said, created by women for women. And uh, the person to talk to us about that today is Lemon Drop editor Julie Gerstein. So we got lots coming up. But all right, so what's happening with you? You and I have been emailing each other all week, back and forth. I mean, uh, this whole election thing is driving me crazy. And I think, obs- me- I think my husband uses the word obsessed now. Obsessed. Well, we have to be obsessed. Uh, one of the things that's really upsetting me that I think has really taken a turn for the worse is this whole fear-mongering thing that's going on with Sarah Palin and John McCain. Uh, they've taken the fears of... All of us, and we, you know, with the stock market plummeting and not knowing what's going to happen next and the American public being really scared for themselves and for their families and financially, I think that they have, what they've done is they've kind of hooked on to this fear and we are trying to redirect it to Barack Obama. This is like, this is the ultimate in fear mongering because they have nothing else to say in terms of you know, stuff, you know, John McCain, the economy, and certainly not Sarah Palin. She doesn't really say anything about the economy. So I think it, it, I find that very, that scary. And, and it's, uh, what, so what do you think? I totally agree with you. And I think that that's how George Bush won the election last time. Yeah. Didn't exactly we win Exactly the same tactic. Exactly the same tactic. Yeah. Uh, one of the websites, or somebody said, it doesn't really make that much. Anyway, Sarah Palin, Jerry Falwell with a pretty face. Think about that, folks. Jerry Falwell with a pretty face, Sarah Palin. And this morning on the news, Chris Matthews, he describes Sarah Palin as under-informed, and she's speaking to the under-informed and, that, and rallying them and getting them to get really nasty because they're fearful and uninformed, and that's kind of scary it's stuff. Very scary. Rabble-rousing. It's, and what happens is, is it makes us feel good about ourselves because there's someone in potential power that we can relate to. So it gives us, I think those that are uninformed feel better about themselves because of the process that, what, you know, what, what's happening politically. They keep talking about Obama. Who is he? Who is he? Where have they been for the past four years? Uh, Obama's been been on the circuit. Well, first of all, he's been campaigning for you know for almost two years. He's been up there. He's been debating. He's. Uh, it's I just the other the other thing just blatantly obvious to me is look at the two wives and how they handled themselves yesterday. Who who was the more calm, cool, composed wife? And that's going to tell you a whole lot about the man. John McCain, and there is a YouTube. I, I just sent it to you I this morning. I just looked at it. Did you look at it? It's frightening. It uh, is this frightening. Has to be, yeah, it's on YouTube. They've had over what uh, six hundred thousand hits, and Keith Oberman does some of the narrating on this YouTube 
video. But uh, the video, in essence, is about uh, other lawmakers, other uh, representatives in Congress who have worked with John McCain and their take on him, and it's it's their take on him that he is a very volatile man. Explosive, I think was the word. Explosive, that he that his rage is just simmering underneath. And a couple of them, and I'm gonna, you know, we have to give listeners the YouTube site to go to, or the site to go to so they can watch this YouTube thing. Is uh, one of them said very clearly that I would, I you know, I don't want you know that three o'clock in the morning call. I would not want John McCain. Uh, ready to push the button because it's really, I mean, that would be really scary stuff given his temperament, his lack of control, uh, all of those kinds of things. So it's, I don't know, salon.com is a website to go to, salon.com. It's really, you know, what's interesting to me is that think about what he's been through with Sean McCain. Now, I don't in any way disrespect him, and I think that's an important point here is who is also showing respect for each other. In other words, is um, Barack Obama showing respect for McCain. I truly believe he's respecting him through this process, but I'm not seeing that in return. And if we have a potential president that cannot respect his fellow American, how will he respect those that he's at war with, and how do we gain peace from that that attitude? John McCain and Sarah Palin, I think, are are desperate and are utilizing desperate measures. And this is, you know, this is this is the way they operate when they feel desperate, when they feel out of control. And uh, this isn't somebody I, I wouldn't want either one of them uh, being president of the United States. Uh, you know, I, there's something that this is. I just mentioned Salon.com, and I want to read this because this was on their website uh, on October seventh, two thousand and eight. My government is my worst enemy. I'm going to fight them with any means at hand. This was former revolutionary terrorist Bill Ayers back in his old weather underground days, right? Imagine what Sarah Palin is going to do with this incendiary quote as she tears into Barack Obama this week. Only one problem. The quote is from Joe Vogler, the the raging anti-American who founded the Alaska Independence Party. Inconveniently for Palin, that's the very same secessionist party that her husband Todd belonged to for seven years and that she sent a shout-out to as Alaskan governor early this year. Keep up the good work, Palin told AIP members, and God bless you. So this is that, this is, and I can go on and on. Before this strange, I guess he was murdered, party founder Vogler preached Armed insurrection against the United States of America, Vogler, who always carried a magnum with him, was fond of saying, when the federal bureaucrats come after me, I suggest they wear red coats. They make better targets. In the federal, they make better targets. Targets. Yeah. And the federal government are the biggest liars in the United States, and I hate them with a passion. They think they own Alaska. There comes a time when people will choose to die with honor rather than live with dishonor. That time may be coming here. Our goal is ultimate independence by peaceful means under a minimal government, fully responsive to the people. I hope we don't have to take human life, but if they go on tramping on our property rights, look out, we're ready to die. Uh. Uh, uh, uh. This is this is this is the party, the secessionist party, that uh, according to Salon.com and many other sources, this is who Todd Palin. This is who he. This is the secessionist party that he belonged to. You talk about terror, terrorists. I mean, yeah, really, this, yeah, this that is, mentality at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but Lauren, 
uh, Obama doesn't fight back with that kind of stuff. He, he does not fight back with that, and that is what they're saying. When I have, I'm, if I were in his shoes, I've got to say I'd be having a hard time. He doesn't fight back with that kind of stuff, and there's a fine line because what they're saying is, you know, Gore didn't fight back with that. I, uh, was that right? Um, not Gore. Last, uh, John Kerry. John Kerry did they not convinced fight back. us that John Kerry, the war hero, was the anti-hero, and that George Bush, who never could even get to his. Uh, that's right. What and do you he, call? It's because he didn't fight back, you know, in the with the same tactics that the people will, are saying that that's part of the reason he didn't win the election, or you know, lost it by 500 votes or whatever it was. But um, anyway, or it was a miscount, however you want to think about it. But the point is, is that. What an interesting situation to be in. You either have to fall into the dirty ways of politics or potentially not win the election. I hope not. I think that I really think that he's doing it in a different way by grassroots efforts and signing new people up to vote and helping them understand that they have power. Obama has a has substance, and the word substance keeps coming up. Substance, 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 and you could see that during the debate. You could see the. I mean, he was he was flawless. I thought in terms of his presentation, the way he answered the question. John McCain, to me, looked like an old man. Uh, he is an old man. He is an old man. He's seventy-two <laughs> years old. He's an old man. He physically doesn't look healthy. Uh, he sat there uh, every time he sat down, and Obama was speaking. He's you know vigorously taking notes because I don't think he could remember anything. Obama, I think I saw him take notes once. I mean, this is the kind of brain you need working when you got a commander in chief and president of the United States of America. So, and then he got out, and I I can't remember what the question was. But Lauren, somebody asked him whatever the question was. He started to lose it. He couldn't remember what he was saying, and then so he started coming out with this kind of like. Uh, America first and country first and all these, you know, just kind of uh, general, until he finally was able to get back on track. I mean, he had about 15 seconds left, I thought, before there was a meltdown. And I don't remember what the question was, but he, he just he just lost it. So. And on the other hand, I thought um, Obama was just relaxed, confident, and um, even funny a couple times. You know, I loved when he pointed to Michelle that, you know, she's the one that will give you a list of all the things I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. I mean, he has a sense of humor. He's been criticized. Pat Buchanan criticized him and said, well, does a guy have blood running through him? He's like unbelievable. But don't you want that kind of a guy to be representing us when he's to, uh, you know, when he has to deal with other heads of state around the world? Yes, you do. I agree with that. I That's the kind of guy you need, a thinker. And in crisis, who remains calm, cool, and collected and can sit back, think, and surround himself with people that can help solve the problem versus be the, quote, maverick and, you know, full steam ahead and is like a bull in a china store. That's what it feels like to me. The difference between a bull in a china store and this calm, cool, collected elegance that will think it through and have a clear plan. What, you know, maverick. I don't even want to, that word. I wish they'd stop. It's it's so stupid. I mean, maverick. I mean, well, it's, many... it's not a positive thing when it comes to being president. <laughs> <laughs> and it isn't. And you know, we've got two mavericks. Mavericking. Uh, it's it's crazy. What do you think about having Sarah Palin on Saturday Night Live? Is that going to hurt or help? Or you know, in terms of her. Well, you know what? It's going to help the people that relate to her because they're going to want to you know sit down and watch her be. Have be more on TV, and they're going to love that. And you and I are going to sit there and say, "Oh my God, why? How can she continue to? Why does she continue to embarrass herself like this?" Well, don't confuse her ability to be charismatic and to draw in a crowd with substance and having information and being able to direct people and being able to lead people, because those are two different things. And that's totally that's the really... 
she could be a beauty queen. She's the, that's the right role for her. Let her be a beauty queen and do a rah-rah session for, you know, people just in general. But she's not a vice president of the United States or a potential president of the United States. That's just not who she is. And if we think that that's the qualities that she's bringing to the table, actually give her the credibility to do that. Hello? <laughs> you know what? i got to say, Women for Obama, ladies. I don't know if you, I know you have it, Lauren. I definitely but have it. Women for Obama. You have to go to Women for Obama. Is that the website? Because you need to, uh, what's going to happen is PBS has an online poll posted asking if Sarah Palin is qualified. Apparently the right wing knew about this in advance and are flooding the voting with yes votes. The poll will be reported on PBS and picked up by mainstream media. It can influence undecided voters in in swing states. So please do two things. Take 20 seconds, click on and vote yourself. Here's the link, http, you know, colon, slash, slash, www.pbs.org, slash, now, slash, poll, slash, poll, dash, 435.html, and vote. It's critical. It's critical. I think there's so much we can do, and I think that every day try to do something. Every day talk to one more person that's on the fence. Um, talk That's what I told one of my girlfriends who called me up. She said, terrified. Look what's happening. I said, but you've got to do something every day. You'll ha- it'll give you some control that you're making a difference. All right, we've got to uh, take a short break. Up next, The Secret Lives of Men, What Men Want to Know About Love, Sex, and Relationships. Christopher Blazina, Ph.D. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. We'll be back in a minute. We don't beat you over the head with our opinion, and we listen to yours. The new face of talk radio, Voice America Women's Radio Network. If you've tried everything on the market and can't seem to get the radiant results you want from your skincare routine, it's time you stop shopping and start listening. Skin Health Today will help you take charge and start making smart choices for a lifetime of radiant skin and positive self-image. Join host Celeste Hilling and her esteemed panel of experts every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Skin Health Today on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. America is facing a skilled workforce shortage. Skills USA can help. What is Skills USA? Skills USA is life changing. Skills USA is awesome. Skills USA is one of the biggest opportunities life can give you. Skills USA is amazing. Skills USA is motivating. Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people, starting with their classmates, to their advisors, to other people in their state. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. I'm doing something now that's going to be applicable in the real world, and those skills are going to be useful today in school and in five years when I'm working and for the rest of my life. On the web at skillsusa.org. 
Holistic health and well-being covers many facets, including stress, time management, weight loss, cardiovascular training, and aging. And that's just to name a few. Your life without limits will help to sort it all out for you. Join host Joe Sardi and the top minds in holistic health and well-being for an educational and entertaining hour. Listen for Your Life Without Limits. Heard every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. We talk with you, not at you. We're Voice America, Women's Radio Network, the new face of talk radio. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. I'm Catherine Zox on Voice America Women's Network with my co-host, Lauren Beller. I'm your social worker with the microphone. Joining Lauren and me is Christopher Belazina, Ph.D., licensed psychologist, published over 25 scholarly articles about the psychology of men and masculinity. He is a former professor at the University of Houston and Tennessee State University. And Christopher, uh, you can visit him at thesecretlivesofmen.com. And the, um, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on this morning, Christopher. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here. Well, you're on the right show. Here you are with Lauren and me, Voice America Women's Network. We, uh, you know, ladies would like to know about the secret lives of men. Uh, I have a boyfriend and three sons two brothers and an ex-husband, so I have some idea of what you're talking about a little bit. Lauren, uh, Lauren's married. <laughs> she has I a am husband. married. I am married. And some weeks I totally understand him, and other weeks I have not a clue how he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's see if we can shed some light on some of those things. Uh, I know when I told people I was writing a book about the secret lives of men, I got some very interesting responses. Probably one of my favorites was, so you're writing a book about the psychology of men. Now, is that going to be a pop-up book or what exactly? <laughs> <laughs> so that was one. But uh, probably on a more serious note, I heard from people in Sudo about their curiosity. Like, okay, well, maybe they're and the sense of hope, too, that maybe there, there's something here that kind of moves beyond sweeping generalizations about men and women and trying to find some way of bridging what feels like a big gender gap. Yeah. Well, you talk yeah. about in the book, I mean, men, and I think this is true, some of it is fiction, but some of it's real stuff. I mean, men have been taught to distance themselves from vulnerability, hide their emotions. I mean, that kind of is the psyche of men. But you say even though they're taught that, but what they really want is to be understood. They they don't want to be in the, you know, that kind of, you describe it as the shadow of fear that binds them, afraid to, like, get their emotional life out there. That's, I mean, I think that's one of the issues and the differences between men and women. I mean, you're always trying to get them to, okay, you, it's okay to say it, you know. You're not going to be accused of being too feminine. I mean, those are, that's the stuff that you just talk about in the book. That's right, and... That really the fundamental premise of the book is based on uh, a concept, a metaphor of the secret shoebox. And secret shoebox really represents this kind of hidden, it's often hidden, uh, part of men that includes their most private thoughts and feelings and recollections. And here's the tough part. <clears throat> There's a part of them that wants more than anything to share all of those things with the most important people in their lives. 
The other part is they simultaneously fear, and they're, they're ambivalent, that that information is somehow going to be used against them or misunderstood because that's a core part of male socialization and what I refer to as man training in the Ten Commandments of Growing Up Male. The Ten Commandments of Growing Up Male. Who teaches them the Ten Commandments? Is it, is it me? Is it mom? Am I responsible? Did I do this to my boys? That's such a great question. There are these secret seminars that we gather in the woods and no. Uh, it's a part of it's a part of socialization that men experience at multiple levels. It's sometimes it's in the family, sometimes it's from sometimes it's uh, through mom. It could be at the playground. It certainly could be at the office. This is uh, it's a pretty prevalent aspect, and you know I do want to move beyond sweeping generalization. So not every man experiences this to the same degree, but if you go home tonight and you read them parts of the Ten Commandments of Grown Up Male, if you read your boyfriend or husband parts of this, more than likely aspects, some if not all of these aspects are going to resonate with them in some way. It'll be like, yeah, I, I know what it means to a man is supposed to fear the feminine in some way, or there's only really one legitimate way to be a man, or I have to be a man all the time. It's a 24-7 job, and on down the checklist. So what does that do, Christopher, in terms of men and their confusion? Let's get specific about sex and intimacy. I mean, sex is one thing. Intimacy is emotional intimacy. It can be sexual intimacy. How do these Ten Commandments that we teach, the, or wherever they get it from, mom, society, uh, that get prevent them from being uh, intimate when it can, you know, in terms of expressing themselves or either sexually or verbally? Uh, have I got it right, Warren? Isn't that what we're tra- isn't yeah. that what we're always struggling with with our male partners or our Definitely. sons? Definitely, or- and I actually think that I, that it really comes from their fathers. In other words, the, and that's the secret of it is that it's never talked about, so it's just duplicated over and over and over because no one talks about it. We just do what our fathers did. The boys do what their fathers did. Well, that's a really good point because the blueprint for how to turn a boy into a man one that's been around for over 100 years now, really does, it's a two-pronged approach. And it has to do, some people say it happens at five years old-ish, some even younger, as young as two. But this process begins where boys are supposed to turn away from all things that are labeled feminine, that belong to mom's world. And unfortunately, the problem with that, there's lots of problems with that, but the bottom line is that boys begin to lose parts of themselves. They lose parts of themselves behind psychologically. But part number one is they turn away from all these things that are labeled feminine that may or may not really belong exclusively to the woman's world. Part number two is that they're supposed to find some kind of father figure or older male role model to teach them about how to be a man, how to be successful and work in love. Well, I think the point you made is a really good one. If the older man has been subject to these aspects of the Ten Commandments of growing up male, there's no guarantee that they have a handle on how to, how to circumvent the negative effects. So there's a potential to pass on the same kind of confusion and difficulty, and it ends up being a self-perpetuating cycle. But so, Christopher, so what do we do about it? And I guess the second thing is, do you think there's a difference between the, our, the generation now of men raising kids, 35, 40-year-old, than there were, say, with our 
fathers or my father, uh, do you think that they are more willing to kind of function in a woman's world? I mean, because they stay with the kids more often, maybe not as much as mom, but mom's out working part-time or even full-time. So that doesn't that change the dynamic a little bit? I think it is, uh, it is a reflection on the spirit of Tom's that this book is even being published because it moves beyond this kind of sweeping dichotomies that men are completely this way and women are this way. And really the spirit of this book is that men and women are different genders, not different species. And that there really is a way of making Are you sure about that? Are you really sure about that? I can ask you to suspend your disbelief for a few minutes, but that's... Christopher, are you married or do you have a girlfriend? I have... I do have a significant other. Yes, she's a lovely, wonderful woman. Good. <laughs> okay, go on. You have to check. You're, you're checking. It's like, well, does this guy really know what he's talking yeah, about? Yeah, I have to check your credentials, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, you asked me, do I think the generation's different? Now, research shows that there's been about a 60% increase in stay-at-home fathers just in the last few years. I agree with that. So... so that suggests that there is a culture shift going on. The idea that maybe maybe the spirit of the times is that people are going to be allowed to be more and more who they are, uh, that their sense of their signature, and my approach here is that you really want a man to find his authentic signature way to be a man. That, that really is the cornerstone of his psychological sense of health because masculinity is psychological skeleton and spine that permeates through all the different roles throughout his life. All right, so you, that, I mean, that's, I guess that would be the premise of the book, and I think in doing so in the book, you, you explore what you call relationship red zones. What are those, Christopher? Oh, areas that you have to watch out for that uh, I think there's definitely personal meaning, but it also reflects some of the some of the personal landmines uh, that male socialization, you know, it makes it kind of a tender spot for men. And they can react in, of course, different ways. Some men will get very intense and angry and rageful, and some men will just kind of withdraw and completely disappear off the map and definitely places in between. But um, the book is, it tries to give a more complex understanding of men but it also tries to give practical ways of helping men and understand them and approach them and uh, really to try to strengthen the sense of relationship. So, Christopher, there is a toolbox, toolbox tips, you, uh, practical exercises that then men do need this, that help help them, you know, sort out these, as you describe it, difficult issues from sex and aggression and all this kind of stuff. So there's real practical stuff in the book also. You call that there are wake-up calls. We got a couple minutes left, but what are these wake-up calls? <laughs> wake-up calls you have to watch out for. It's uh, it's kind of like wake up and smell the coffee that this is kind of going on. And I think one of the big ones we, I talk about in the book is dealing with the Peter Pan man and the man who has not really made significant strides in any aspect of his life related to work and love in terms of growing up. And while that might be like a very fun ride for some women, uh, they may feel never so alive, uh, there are, you have to do the wake-up call connected to that, that there are certain liabilities that go along with being with a man like that. Uh, right. the, the book is packed with all kinds of uh, 
information and practical things that you can do to help bring out that the, the best in your man, I guess. You know, the, the Secret Lives of Men, What Men Want to Know About Love, Sex, and Relationships. Christopher Blazina, psychologist. Uh, Christopher, we can go to, as I mentioned earlier in the show, thesecretlivesofmen.com for more information. And you can buy the book, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. Thanks so much for being on the show this morning. I really appreciate it. Great having you. You are listening to Catherine Zox with Lauren Beller. We are going to take a short break right now. Thanks for joining us this morning, and don't go away. radio that informs, entertains, and enlightens you. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. Today's professional woman is confronted by outrageous advertising and cultural pressures that assume how a woman should look and behave. The show Women, Food, Sex, and Power, Rekindling Your Fire, will finally challenge these seriously flawed assumptions and discuss daring alternatives. Join host Bethany Gagné for an authentic reflection of the modern woman every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Finally, radio that was made just for you. Voice America Women's Radio Network. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. Thanks for joining us this morning. Welcome back. I'm Catherine Zox with Lauren Beller on Voice America Women's Network. Joining us this morning is Lemon Drop editor Julie Gerstein. Now, Lemon Drop is AOL's new lifestyle site, very interesting site, created by women for women. Julie's really on the right show for this one. Anyway, it covers everything (laughs) from money and politics to celebrity news, health, shopping, beauty tips, everything. Lemon Drop is a girl's one-stop shop for online news and features. Hey, great website. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you on, Julie. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, tell us about This is really exciting. I love it. Created by women for women, AOL's new lifestyle site. Tell us about it. 
Thanks. Uh, thanks so much. Yeah, Lemon Drop launched about a month ago, and um, yeah, we're a new uh, women's lifestyle site, and we're really aimed at creating uh, a community of uh, women online, uh, and 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 really uh, providing women with everything from uh, you know news and pop culture information to uh, style and fashion advice to just uh, you know cute and uh, funny little. Uh, photo galleries to get them through the day. So is, is this, Julie, is this is it serious stuff or it's a whole combination? Because you say news it is. and health, I mean, it's, that's serious. And then you've got, as you say, the fun stuff, beauty tips. So it kind of encompasses everything that women, all the topics that women be interested in? It does. It does run the gamut. I think that, uh, you know, one thing that we saw, um, you know, both as, 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 as people that have been in the media and, and as writers and editors, but also as consumers of women's media, is that um, a lot of women's sites, you know, either did one or the other. Um, and we, we really try and cover it all. Um, because, you know, you know, I'm interested, as, as a woman, I'm interested in, in everything, you know, from what's going on in the election to, you know, what's happening overseas right now. Um, but I'm also interested in, you know, something as silly as, you know, cakes that look like other things or, you know, animals dressed in Halloween costumes. So, you <laughs> or know, shopping, or, or shopping, tips. or beauty tips, exactly. And, um, and, and we recognize that women are really, really are well-rounded and, and are really multifaceted. And so we're trying to appreciate that um, and, um, and reach out to women and, and, and recognize and appreciate that, that in them. So you also, I mean, you're talking about, as you say, serious topics, not so serious topics, yeah. like work, for instance, job interviews. Um, yeah, I mean, that's something that's definitely on everyone's everyone's mind right now with the economy as as it is. And as so, everyone's getting fired, they need how, to know how to get another job. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you know, we cover, um, for instance, we have an article on you know things to say and not to say in job interviews. Um, so that's one one thing that we you know that we have, um, and, and that offers we offer advice on you know from the point of view of, of uh, women that are, uh, you know, conducting job interviews. But then, you know, we're also going to give you uh, health advice and quirky news stories that are, you know, things that you might not see on other websites about, um, you know, funny science studies that are going on, maybe um, interesting um, sex news stories that are happening out there. And, you know, interesting dating and love advice that that uh, you might not see on other sites. So you also you're talking about health. Is mm-hmm. the website, in terms of who would be attracted to the website, women for women? I mean, created by women for women. Does this in young women to older women, is, or, or does it focus on a certain demographics? I mean, like you're talking about health, menopause, or having babies, or both, or all of well, those you, things. You know, we um, we we are. Um, you know, probably uh, more more oriented towards young women, but I know that our readers kind of span span all over the place. You know, um, the site uh, is probably more geared towards towards a young readership. But the the interesting thing is that we do have a cross generational component to our site because um, uh, one of our health features, one of our uh, health and work and relationship features, is that we have a, an, an ask our moms feature. And so um, <clears throat> rather than going to a, you know, an outside expert and, um, and looking to them to give us advice in a, variety, in a variety of topics, it turns out that each of us as editors 
have moms that happen to be in, to be an interesting professional field. So, for instance, my mom's a guidance counselor in a high school. So you have and, a perfect mom. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, and our my co-editor, Laura's mother, is a nurse. And our other editor, uh, Paula's mother, is is a psychiatrist. And so we have all of our mothers doing advice columns. So we're really, uh, which is a really great experience for all of us to really, you know, connect with our mothers and really, you know, um, pull from the wisdom of um, our mother's generations. And that's so a great idea. I mean, that, yeah, that's a very cool idea. So you've got the moms there giving advice, and, and you're right, that just connects the two generations. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a great way of doing it. So, how did she decide? I mean, you talked about the other two, the other two women who are there. Three of you who created this website. We have um, we have a team of um, three editors, three main editors, and and a really great uh, group of people that work with us. So, um, there's a there's about six of us that work on it all together. So how does it work? I mean, in terms of navigating the website, let's say we go to the website. First of mm-hmm. all, how do we go to the website? What's the you go to lemondrop.com, and it's it's a really easy URL, lemondrop.com, all one word. <clears throat> and uh, when you get there, there's a home. The, the home page is is pretty standard, and you'll see on the left hand side of the page there's a variety of different. Uh, topics you can choose from. So you can actually just scroll down the center of the page and read a variety of articles. We put about 10 articles up uh, a day on, on, you know, different topics. So you can, and, and since we've been up for about a month now, there's, there's, you know, hundreds, little, you know, about hundreds of, hundreds of articles up at this point. Um, so you can, you can just scroll through the articles at this point, or if you want to do a more, um, you know, targeted search through Lemon Drop, you can go and look through our features and through our um, through our uh, t- our table of contents. Which so is on how the do you find side. out whether, like, w- what women are interested in? I mean, you know, like, what are the trends? How do you know? Okay, like the young women, even, you know, your mothers, but, like, do, are you going to get can readers or can uh, people use women using the website send stuff into you? And well, the great thing about Lemon Drop and, and the thing that we've been really excited about with Lemon Drop is that um, we have a really we even though we've only been around for about a month, Lemon Drop's already got a great. Um, community of commenters, and that's one of the things that we're really excited about is is even, you know, developing and pushing our commenting community even more. So on each of the each of the articles, um, you know, readers can come to the site and feel free to comment on what they like about the article or don't like. Um, you know, they can add add their suggestions. They can contact us and give the give us their thoughts. Um, they can give us their tips if there's something happening in their community um, that they feel really strongly about, or something that's happened to them that you know they feel like is you know could be an interesting story for us to cover. Um, we want to hear from you. So you know, our website and the goal, and one of the things that I find is particularly unique about our site is that there is a very you know strong community already de- being developed on Lemon Drop. So. Um, you know, absolutely. We we want interaction, and we want uh, we want to build that with with our readers. All right, Julie. What's your area of expertise? Just curious. Cause well, there are... I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, one of everybody's favorite areas, which is um, celebrity gossip. So we have a little celebrity gossip uh, column that we run every day. Um, All right. On so Lemon tell Drop. us something we don't know. I, we need something light. And, I mean, especially you know, we do need. It's so important to have this you know light kind of 
celebrity gossip it kind of takes the i guess the onus away from us we don't have to think about all the bad stuff that's happening right now in the economic well, it's true it's yeah. true and the good thing about our celebrity column our celebrity gossip column that we run every day um, lemon drops column is different from everybody else's because we do put a couple of news pieces in so we we give you your celebrity gossip but we also give you your news so that when you're at the office and you're around the water cooler and you're talking about the celebrity gossip you can also throw in you know an interesting piece of information about the McCain you know the McCain Obama debate or about what's going on with the economy so we don't yeah, want so have you gotten any responses to that you know we keep getting back to that I can't get away from it but mm-hmm. yeah well, tell me what is the what are the responses because you do a two Let's say the uh, – I'm always talking about Sarah Palin. What's the response to her sure. on your website? Sure. I mean, the response has been, uh, you know, absolutely mixed. And, of course, you know, she's been such a, you know, a divisive, a divisive figure in the media. And, uh, you know, across the board, um, she's been such a hot-button uh, figure for everyone to talk about. And, you know, for a women's lifestyle site, it's, it's, a, it's an especially – you know, it's it's almost been for us. It's it's been really fascinating to launch at a time when we have a woman uh, vice president candidate. Um, and you know, whether or not you agree with her um, on the on the, her policies and her her stances and and whatnot, um, it, it has been interesting to see her play out in the media. Um, so we've done quite a number of pieces on her, and and there has been you know a lot of a lot of comments uh, and commentary on the site. Um, about uh, you know about what people think about her. Um, Would you say Julie fifty fifty? I mean, I know you can't give it the exact statistics. Sure. But the responses you get uh, from these articles on Sarah Palin is is that how you read it in terms of the women and. In- yeah, I mean, I would say it's definitely been very mixed. And what what I've been excited about is that is the level of you know lemon drop readers have been really um, good about you know having very nuanced thoughts about her. Um, you know, there's a lot you know you see on a lot of message boards and a lot of websites. Uh, there's a lot of you know very fiery fiery thinking about about. I this love stuff. her. I hate her. And you're saying there's yeah. a lot. Of, yeah, you get a lot yeah. of more. Great well, uh, differentiation, I guess, in terms of how they feel about her. I think so, and I think that people, you know, I think women, especially, uh, you know, having gone through what we all went through earlier this year, seeing Hillary Clinton as a candidate, and now seeing Sarah Palin put up as a vice presidential candidate, um, we've all experienced a lot of uh, emotion around this um, as women, and so, you know, whether or not. You know, your politics align with these individuals. It's exciting, nonetheless, to see, you know, these candidates. And we, we at Lemon Drop are, you know, nonpartisan, and we're not, we're not, you know, supporting a candidate one way or the other. We just want to spark debate and spark discussion and, and, and put the issues out there. And we're not trying to, you know, tell you feel one way or the other. We just want to say, like, here's what's happening right now out in the world. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's think about it because these are issues that, you know, are going to affect all of us. Yeah, it's a wonderful, a great idea, and I wish I wish you the best of luck because it, it. I think it's very current, very important. Go to the website, Lemon Drop. What is Lemon, AOL's new lifestyle yeah. uh, site? LemonDrop.com. LemonDrop.com, <laughs> ladies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been talking to editor Julie Gerstein. Thanks so much for being Thank on the show you. this morning. Thank you. Great so having much. you. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much. Great new- great new website. Anyway, Laura and I are going to take a break. We will be back in a minute. You're listening to Voice America Women's Network. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone. 
talking about what you care about. News, relationships, health, finances. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. Holistic living is nutrition for not just your body, but your mind and your soul. Holistic nutrition goes far beyond the foods that we eat or the supplements that we take. Discover natural means to heal your body and regain your innate healing powers. That's Holistic Living with Tina Marie Jones on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Tune in for your weekly dose of good holistic living. Hey, Ranger, why do you have to remind people to be careful with fire? Well, Mr. Mountain Lion, sometimes people need to be reminded about certain things, like not to run with scissors or let children play with wild dingoes, and to be responsible for fires they start. So what you're saying is that people can be careless and forgetful? Pretty much. (laughs) That makes me very sad. Sounds like someone needs a hug. Back off or I'll turn your hat into confetti! Remember, only you can prevent wildfires. A public service message from Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service's State Forester, and the Ag Council. Experts say everybody is addicted to something. Did you know that addiction affects about 15% of our country's middle class population? How many people do you know who are dependent on some kind of substance? Would you guess your friends, your neighbors? How about your family? You may be surprised. Many of us live with chronic pain, which has made us drug dependent, prescription drug dependent. Others struggle with alcohol, methamphetamine, and cocaine addiction. Do you have a chronic pain problem? There is another way out. Tune in each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for a new prescription for health with Dr. Richard Gracer on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Great guests, great stories, great listening. Voice America, Women's Radio Network. You're listening to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America Women's Channel. If you'd like to join our conversation this morning, call now. The toll-free number is 866-472-5788. That number again is 866-472-5788. We're back. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Catherine Zox. Voice America Women's Network with Lauren Beller. And Lauren and I were talking to Julie Gersten. She is the uh, one of the editors, actually. I guess there are three editors of uh, AOL's new website, Lemon Drop. So during the break, Lauren, you, were going, you went to the site. What did you think? I like the site. It's actually got a ton of content. And, but you, you posed a question. What's the difference between Lemon Drop and iVillage? And, and iVillage. Well, there's got to be a difference. I like there's the idea. Well, she mentioned, I think it's a clever idea about women – uh, these younger women uh, having their mothers give advice, so connecting the two generations. That's, that's I do. Some... That is different. Actually, that is probably the biggest difference of what. Yeah, this is that's about. very cool. Uh, so you sent you sent me. You told me you sent me an article. I get so many articles. You said you sent me an article. <laughs> I can't remember. I have so much stuff going on. I bet you on. do. I bet you uh, so, do. But you said that you that this is what Lauren writes to me. Can I say this during the break? Uh, I, we're sitting here and we're not we're, on break. We're actually on the show live. We're on the show live now. Don't worry. I'm asking you, can I mention what you wrote to me while we were at break? Of course. I'm an open book. All right. Uh, Well, Lauren says women rule the world. Of course, I agree. But 
Ed, that you sent me an article last week. Uh, she says, did you get this article that men are becoming dinosaurs? Uh, boy, no, men are never going to listen to our show again. But anyway, are they, what was it about? Men are becoming dinosaurs? NABO, National Association of Women Business Owners, had a link to an article that was about the fact that how women are really, whether they're leading in leading positions, in other words, CEOs and leading positions, they're advising and they're in positions that really men are listening to them more and more. And, you know, it's interesting to hear someone like um, Obama say that, you know, when he wants to, know, wants to talk about something that he doesn't know, he asks his wife. And I think that so many men do that. I know my husband does that. He would never admit that he does that, but tell, I'll only tell you he does that. You know, I think that men and what the article no, but Lauren, you said something really important because he does do that. I think you're right. Men do turn to their partners or their their wives, but they won't admit to it. They won't admit to it. That's the difference between men and women. I will ask my partner, but I'm not. I will tell you. I asked him. I'm not afraid. Or in a business situation, that's exactly the difference. Yeah, I mean, I was just the other day. I was doing something. I'm um, in the process of doing something with an organization. They're developing their website, and I ran it by Barry, and who's my partner. And uh, when I went to the meeting. I wasn't ashamed or afraid to say, you know what, I ran it by him. This is some of the stuff he had to say. A man won't do that. They won't do that. And that's what this article was talking about, and I'm looking for it so that I can send it over because I thought it was so interesting that, you know, more and more if we pay attention to who is ultimately behind the scenes leading the men that are leading, it's a lot, so many more times these days it's women. And I think that that, what we're going to find is more and more women ultimately are leading, whether it's households or organizations, more openly and men are, he even said at the, at the guest on the show today that you know more and men are staying home and women are are leading the households financially, which is another whole point. It's very, it's very interesting. The dynamics of our world, I truly believe, are changing. But I think that women still, the majority of women, they do all this stuff, but they don't feel their power. I agree with that. They 100%. do not feel their power, or they play a game that they they sort of pander to men sometimes or their husbands and you'll see them kind of trying to make the man feel good about himself or feel like that he's in power when he's not really playing those kinds of games, which I don't think are that healthy, but I think we've kind of all been programmed in some ways to do that. Yes, that's more of the secret training that we don't know how we get. (laughs) But women have to feel their power and be proud of it in a positive way. I don't mean in a nasty way. I don't mean in a... No, in a way that serves us. And I, we talk about this in the year-long program, the Big Fish program that I do. That, in other words, if as women that we're feeling in any way victims or villains, even like you know, gotta go tackle the the enemy, or um, even heroes, I think. And, and we talk about this that when women and men too play a role, we get out of our best self and we get out of our power place. And I don't mean power place as a negative. Um, ego place. I mean it as our, when our, we're standing in our best self, we can do most anything in the world. So that's the place that I think you're pointing to. It's, so, it's not about ego. It's more about putting your best strengths forward and using them to make a difference in the world. Well, what about ego? I mean, because I've always, I argue about this with, with Barry. I mean, it's like, I mean, you have to have a certain, ego can be positive. It doesn't necessarily have to be negative, does it? Uh, my friend and I have this conversation all the yeah. time. She's a Buddhist, and um, she, she says, well, Ego helps us pay our bills on time. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that leaves out most people, so. Well, I think I love that point that, yeah, we do need an ego to be practical in the world. But I think that when we're trying to lead, our ego gets in the way as, you know, when we worry about what people are going to think of us all the time and we don't do the, quote, right thing for ourselves or our family, that's when ego gets in the way. But we have to be responsible to other people. And, that's and not ego. That's, that's not ego. What is it? Cause you, that's being responsible. So, I, okay. I, I look at um, Obama. Let's go back to politics. Okay. Obama and McCain, and I think Obama, I'm sure the man has an ego, but he comes across as so responsible to me versus John McCain, who comes across so much more ego, where his, it's all about what he's wanting people to think of him. McCain's is egotistical. I that's, think that's the difference. And and Obama may, is ego in a positive way. Ego's okay. As long confidence. As it's, confidence is not ego. And I just think that there are a huge difference between the two. And as women, I think that it's important for us to know the difference of being confident versus ego-driven. I do think Sarah Palin has an ego as big as a house. But I'm wondering when you really put her down at the, you know, put her at the front of the table so that she can run a meeting and talk, talk the talk, I don't think she has confidence. If she had confidence, she wouldn't be. You know, people with confidence in are, are like Obama, who have, who are comfortable in their own skin, and they do not have to go after other people in a negative way. They don't have to do just the stuff that Sarah Palin and John McCain are doing. This kind of fear mongering kind of thing, because that's not confidence. That comes from fear. That comes from the bottom, not from the top. Confidence bestills confidence in others. Ego will instill fear in others. Because that's how we feel good about ourselves. So we're talking about semantics, I guess? I don't, I don't know. think it's semantics. I think it's a huge difference in a way of being as humans on our planet. And I do think there's a segregation of what ha- is happening in our world of people that understand the place for ego and responsibility and those that don't even have a clue what we're talking about. And Obama is one of those who do, who absolutely, absolutely yeah he does and so did, and as you said so does his wife so does Michelle absolutely I mean, she was on Larry King last night she was on um, Colbert, the Colbert Report I mean she behaves in such a responsible refined and dignified way which I think is absolutely the opposite of the other team if you ask I, I mean she is um, did you happen to see that I did see it it was excellent it was excellent. Which yeah? Which one did you see? Uh, Larry Larry, King. I saw the Larry King interview. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't get her going. I mean, she wasn't gonna. She doesn't. She she really takes the high road. I guess always every time, and it's grounded high road. It's not just the high road for the sake of the high road. It's it's who she is at her core, and that's the difference between being a confident human being on our planet is that you don't let the world rock you. Well, and you know what? That's exactly I think how I would define. I mean, I would. John McCain. You don't let the world. He he does let the world rock him. He Every is, step of the my, way. Yeah, and that's why he's all over the board. That's all why over the board. Yeah. Erratic. Uh, you know, just you know, a man of the moment. And that doesn't. I'm not. I don't. I think it's important to say that we're not being critical of. Well, we are being critical. No, of, I'm being critical. Pres- I am being president. critical. As our president, that's not a trait we need. But as humans, I know that from the people I work with, we can be like that as humans. It's a place to work on so that we can be better leaders. And that, to me, is a leadership quality. Do you, in other words, are you erratic and all over the board? That's not a leadership quality that's going to work long-term for anybody. Uh, we can say goodbye on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, 
Yeah, you just rounded up the show. That is so true. You're so okay. Just make sure, ladies, go to Women for Obama. Is that the website, Lauren? It is the website. It is. It's womenforobama.com, and I'm just I was just at it because I was checking that, and I'm just going to type it one more time. Okay, because if you want to do anything and you want to feel in control and you can do something about the campaign, you can do something for Obama. Then go to womenforobama.com and actually uh, women for. Women for Obama. You're right. I'm sorry. Womenforobama.com. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Lauren, have a great week, and uh, we'll say goodbye to everybody. Thanks for joining us this morning. I'm Catherine Zox. You've been listening to Catherine Zox, Lauren Beller, Voice America Women's Network. Have a great day, and uh, we'll see you next week.